Hey there, welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, hosted by Kelly Stewart, business strategist helping companies to do good in all aspects of their business, and me, Laura Heacock, a leadership coach helping professionals bring kindness into business. Doing Good Business is a podcast for leaders who want to bring their whole selves to work and create companies that make a real difference in the world. Hey, welcome back to Doing Good Business. Second episode, 2019. Yay! We talked last week a lot about leadership. Um, And actually, next week, we're going to have another one of our Doing Good Business leaders. So we're excited to bring them to you next week, talking about really putting these good business practices into place. But this week, we want to talk about something that kind of came out of that leadership conversation, and that's authenticity. So I'm just going to out myself and say right now that as a coach who's been coaching for over five years, authenticity is one of those words that I've really had a journey with, Um, you know, as a new coach. And and I actually train new coaches right now. Um, I teach in a coach training program and every new coach and a lot of existing coaches out there, you will find the word authenticity all over their website, how to be your authentic self. I help you be your authentic self, step into your most authentic life, blah, blah, blah. What does it even mean? Nobody knows. Right. And Kelly has had the same thought. Same thought. About the business world. On the business side of, of things, you know, you, you want to have authentic leadership. Right. What does that what even does that mean? What does that mean? Right. Uh, you have to speak authentically about your company. What does, what does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> How do I wake up tomorrow morning and say, I am my most authentic self? Like, we don't know. And even on the individual level, you could argue that it is... Um, a little bit easier because mm-hmm. you're talking about one person. Right. When you're talking right. about an organization, right? Mm-hmm. Made up of many different people. Right. Sometimes over throughout the globe. Yep. How do you call that down into just one type of vibe mm-hmm. or personality that you can talk about? Oh, and talk about it authentically. Yeah. So Kelly, you shared a definition of, of what authenticity and kind of how you personally define mm-hmm. it, which I really like. And I think it applies to both the larger and and even the micro mm-hmm. level. So sure. what is your authenticity? Well, fortunately, I was challenged by someone who said, authenticity? <laughs> what does what that even mean? <laughs> and I said, well, for me, it means to be very specific, for a company, to be very mm-hmm. specific and genuine about the company's skills and talents and how they express that in truly unique and inspiring ways for the people that they serve. Mm. So it's a complete, but you know, I really do. I hang it around specific and genuine. And you'll see that in a lot of my own work outside of doing good business. And you'll hear it here because if you can't really speak about it in a meaningful, specific, detailed Mm -hmm. way, Mm -hmm. it might not necessarily be as authentic today as you want it to be. It might be something you're aspiring to. And if it's not genuine, Right. So if, if you're being authentic mm-hmm. because someone told you you need to be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is not really what we're talking about. But right. we're talking about genuinely who, what, how does this organization operate? Mm-hmm. You know, are they a little bit more um, benevolent? Mm-hmm. Are they, um, well, because we need all types of organizations too, right? Are they the big heroes who come in? We have the best ideas ever because yeah. that's who we are, right? right? We need them too. Yeah. And then we need the methodical people mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, are, are saying, well, we're, you know, we manufacture uh, pacemakers. Mm-hmm. And so I really want them to be very to be detail-oriented mm-hmm. and I want them to sound a little bit more thoughtful mm-hmm. in their speech as opposed to the avant-garde people who are, you know, churning out fresh new ideas. Exactly. And, um, yeah, so it's all very different, but it has to be genuine. Yeah, and I like that. And one of the conversations that, Kelly and I were having earlier before we hit record was just about there are you take any industry you want, you know, manufacturing, marketing, coaching, 
there are large chunks of people who are all, when you boil it down to its essence, saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Your authenticity, your specificity, and your genuineness Mm -hmm. is what makes people attracted to you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I can be out there telling people that, you know, they need to be kind to themselves to prevent burnout as a leader. And that may or may not resonate, but somebody else might be saying the same things, but using the terms work-life integration instead Mm -hmm. of self-kindness. And that may resonate more, but it's, you know, the things that contribute to my being authentic are my story mm-hmm. and my experiences. And no one else has my story and my experiences. And as right. a company, no one else has your company's story and your company's mm-hmm. experiences. And that's why, you know, it is so important right. to to understand that your story is actually something that is a powerful positive force mm-hmm. in your life as a person, in your, you know, your mm-hmm. life as a business. Right. As opposed to something to be to be hidden or to be masked or, you know, mm-hmm. Brene Brown talks about the 20 ton shield of perfectionism. We oh, try I love and, that. Yeah, it's such a great, it, and it's so accurate for those of us that identify as trying to recover from perfectionism. <laughs> but it's so true. Oh, I don't know anyone like that. Line. I know. No, Kelly and I don't. Uh, that doesn't resonate for us at all. Um, it's very authentic that <laughs> Kelly and I are both perfectionists. And as I like to say. <laughs> with uh, some of my mastermind ladies tightly wound. Mm-hmm. Um, but really thinking, you know, we, we somewhere along the way, more of us than not, somehow adopt this messaging that you have to have this mask or this image or that it has to be perfect or, you know, and all of that is the exact opposite of being authentic. And it's exhausting and it leads to burnout, particularly if you're a leader and you're trying to run a team or a company but even if you're just an individual contributor, you know, trying to be perfect all the time is a surefire way of burning out. And if you can just tap in a little bit to your authenticity instead, maybe you can find the job that doesn't feel like the round hole to your square peg. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you step a little bit into authenticity as a leader, you'll have a team that feels more aligned with your mission and, you know, more likely to do what you're asking them to. So, Laura, is, you know, you're, you're touching on some of those things. And so let's just kind of get in the helicopter and go up. But mm-hmm. what is driving this need, mm-hmm. right, for people at the individual level mm-hmm. to step into their authenticity? To Are mm-hmm. they reclaiming something? Are they evolving? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you see yeah. from your perspective as a coach at the individual level? So I think it's both. Um, I think we all hit a certain point where you just can't carry around that shield anymore. I think it gets mm-hmm. too heavy. And I think... A lot of the work that I do with people is helping them kind of peel back the layers of like what is what is in the way. You know, if you think of it like an onion, the soft center, I think I've used this analogy before, but the soft center of the onion, you know, it's sweet, it's mm-hmm. soft, and it's protected by all of these many, many, many layers that sometimes they make you cry when you peel right. them off. Like, quite I honestly, that. that's what it looks like. But like, that. we have to peel back those layers and find out what is at that soft center. And many times those layers are put onto us by our family of origin by, you know, experiences that we've had in our lives. Religious views. Yeah, religious views, poor leadership, you know, socioeconomic status, Mm -hmm. um, you know, race, creed, religion, all of these things Mm -hmm. contribute to the things that put those layers of the onion around that Mm -hmm. soft, vulnerable center. And when we finally get back to that authenticity, one of my favorite things I like to say is, I had a client say to me recently, like, well, do I just need to be a totally different person? And I said to him, no, it's the exact opposite of that. You're actually... It's the Velveteen Rabbit story. Like you're becoming real. You're becoming that person who has always been in there, but has been so protected because they thought they had to, to survive in the world or to succeed in the world or to be loved in Mm -hmm. the world. And there's a lot of different things that contribute to those layers of the onion. But when you can finally step into your authenticity, for most people, it feels like a sigh of relief. 
it's and, like, yes. ah, okay, this is who I really am. And I can, I can be in this job or I know now that this job needs to change because right. it's not aligned with me, but I know that now and I'm solid in my footing and I'm grounded in my authenticity. I love that for two reasons. The first is that, and I'll, I'll come back to this, is that in when you talk about it in business, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've had people say to me, oh, what does that mean? So like if I'm a jerk, I just get to be a jerk. So we're going to come back to that because um, the second thing is I choose to believe, as many other do, that, and I love your analogy, that there is a, a sweet onion in all of yeah. us, right? Yeah. And even the people who outwardly seem like jerks mm-hmm. and act that way, mm-hmm. maybe they have a soft, sweet center. They're most often protecting some deeply painful wounds. Deeply that painful is my wounds. experience right. in like almost all like sociopaths and like mass right. Absolutely. Society. But like your average jerk on the street. Right. They Assuming are almost that all... your wire, your in your biological wiring right. that you're like yes, as is. You right? are a like, mentally healthy individual. Like mm-hmm. there is no, you know, challenge going on there. But like yes, I, I believe that most people that come off as, you know, jerky or aggressive mm-hmm. or you know, all that kind of stuff, they're either projecting some sort of pain that they can't deal with, or they're masking some sort of pain that they Mm -hmm. can't deal with. Like it, it all starts from a wound, you know, that soft center of the onion is very, very easy to damage. It's very easy to wound and to hurt. And if you don't have the skill set or the network or the community to be able to get that empathy and to, um, to heal that, that wound in that soft center, it comes out as being a jerk. It comes out as being, you know, maybe a, a very authoritarian, authoritarian leader or, you know, a really aggressive coworker in the office. So on the, uh, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes, sorry, I didn't hear that <laughs> um, because I, I completely get what, what Laura is saying. So on the, the micro side of things, the individual side, what are some things that people can do to help kind of like reclaim yeah, their authenticity? Their authenticity. Um, like, because to be vulnerable it's scary. Hard, it's right? terrifying. Um, Trust me, like raising my hand high, terrifying. <laughs> to be vulnerable and yet progressive. Yes. Right? Like, how, are there, you know, some things that you could share with, with our listeners mm-hmm. that might help get them started in the right direction? Top first and foremost on my list always is connection. Um, mm. It's always finding um, who are your two to three people that you can't mm-hmm. wait to call when something good happens that you can force yourself to call when something bad happens and you need right. support. You need to be vulnerable. Like who are those people? How do you amplify that connection? Cause almost always I find when people are having a hard time and they're struggling with their authenticity, they're having an identity crisis. They're having a midlife crisis, mm-hmm. whatever label you want to put on it. Connection is always the deepest wound it's missing. It is, you know, the cup of connection is empty. Okay. So we always start by figuring out, okay, you know, in the coaching relationship, we're going to get some connection there. That's usually the first place. And then we're going to start to dig in and further, like who's in your real life that can fulfill this need for you? How do you start engaging in that? How do you start reaching out to that? And once that connection cup starts to be filled, being authentic starts to be easier because you start to remember when you don't have that connection, everyone's opinion matters to you. And you can't be authentic when everyone's opinion matters because 99% of the people are going to think you're full of crap. Right. So when you start and to you realize... And you please all the people right, all the time. Exactly. Right? So, right. But when you know you've got your two to three people and you've gotten your connection cup filled, suddenly all of the rest of those opinions are much less important to you. Mm-hmm. And you're able to step into the authenticity because you know you've got... I call it the... Um, I liken it to a foundation of a house. You're filling in the cracks. You know, when your connections are lacking, your foundation has a lot of cracks. And that Mm -hmm. means that when you walk on the floors, things are shaky and maybe sometimes falls off a shelf. But when you start Mm -hmm. to fill in those cracks, your foundation is strong 
and you can build an amazingly beautiful house on top of it. I love that. I love that. And you're also, you know, in in your earlier comment when when we talked about people who who might say in response to what you were saying on the business side of things, Mm -hmm. the macro side of things, they might say, Oh, so great. I just get to be a jerk, right? Yeah. I have actually had people say that to me. I'm like, no, that's that's not really the way it works. Um, and so I want to read a quote from Bill George, who was the um, former chairman and CEO of Medtronic. Mm. And he also wrote a book called Discover Your True North. So he aptly addressed it as authentic leadership is built on your character, not your style. And as we segue from the, what the individual can do and what that means mm-hmm. as an individual to what does that look like in the organization? Mm-hmm. You know, we have to fast forward this a little bit. So now I am a fairly authentic person, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've done a lot of this. I, I love that idea of making that connection. So now how do I bring that into the organization mm-hmm. as a practice, right? And it's not just, it's not permission to, to just. Well, because then I would even like, I would even challenge that. Like Mm -hmm. you're being a jerk. Isn't your authentic self. Like you're being a jerk is one of those layers of the onion that is protective for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, peel it back, you know, do your work, like find your your place, like hire a coach, go to a therapist, find your connections, like do your work as a person so that you as a leader are able to bring that authenticity into your business and to represent your company's authenticity appropriately and to lead and and to really mirror that well and it's good because the hard work that you have to do at the individual level is in some ways the first thing you have Mm -hmm. to do if you're looking to bring authentic leadership into your organization exactly right so it's about showing your values and how you value equality it's Mm -hmm. about here's a novel one bringing actual genuine joy and interest to your life right that's inspiring in and of itself to the others who are watching you who Mm -hmm. are working with you or for you Mm -hmm. um it's about telling the truth Yep. Right. Well, if you have to tell the truth to yourself to get to the, that kind yeah. of sweet onion center, yep. right, then you're already hardwired to bring that into the organization mm-hmm. and start to tell the truth there. Um, so I want to share a resource that I have found to be really helpful. It's on Mind Garden, and I'm sure we'll have this in the show notes. Absolutely. But the first thing that you can do is to just assess who are you as an authentic leader? Cool. And there's an actual authentic leadership question. There's an app for that. <laughs> That's brought to you by mindgarden.com. That's great. Um, so I, I recommend that as a first step. The other thing you want to do, second thing, two of three, is um, when you're bringing authentic leadership into the organization is to really make better decisions, mm. right? This is about putting your personal bias aside. Mm-hmm. This is about taking in diverse perspectives because sometimes it's just easier to say, oh, no, I'm just going to make that decision myself mm-hmm. because like we talked about last week, command and control, managerial right. leadership. I'm the leader, say, that's why. Exactly, yeah. right? So you're, you're moving past that. And just as you said, in connecting with others, right? Mm-hmm. How that benefits you individually. It's very similar to how that mm-hmm. benefits you within the organization. Um, so ethical frameworking, right? I'm, I'm not going to dig into that at all, but I will, as always, I try to give some type of a resource. Um, there are lots of def- different ethical frameworks mm-hmm. that you might want to use as a leader. And I would encourage you to to find one that resonates with you in the type of industry that you're in, your organization. If you can't, we'll include one in the show notes um, as an example, and it comes out of Santa Clara University. Mm. But it, again, it's just, it's to help you. It's that practice right. that we talk about, right? right? It's to help you get started. And then um, the third thing that you want to do is really strive for open relationships mm. in, the, in the organization. So you want to listen to feedback. You want to create connections mm-hmm. through the conversations that you're having, just as you said, right? Exactly. Connectedness. 
you want to tell the authentic, the specific, genuine stories that highlight your track record of doing the right thing. Yeah. Right? Because the idea, really, when you do this well, authentic leadership is about inspiring authentic followers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that removes a lot of the friction, a lot of the angst, a lot of the drama in what we're trying to accomplish as an organization. If you're dragging people along behind you, Mm -hmm. that is not necessarily as effective as just having people who say, I understand where we're going. Mm -hmm. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for being specific. I trust you. Mm -hmm. And so we will follow you because any successful Achievement requires mm-hmm. both in an organization, right? It requires a good leader, but it also requires good followers. Right. So um, it's about telling those stories that help to really demonstrate. Again, they have to be specific and genuine because if they aren't, you will get found out, mm-hmm. right? So don't mm-hmm. try to steal anyone else's thunder. Yeah. Don't make up story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You always feel it goes without saying, but uh, mm. just put it out Who's there. Who's that guy that wrote the whole book and he was on Oprah's book club years ago? <gasps> James something other I can't remember but yeah yeah, it was the whole thing and you know he got found out it just goes to show like if you are you can't fake authenticity people can smell it from a mile away and even if you get to the level of being featured on Oprah's book club people will still find you out absolutely um but there's also the right way to tell your story and I also think this is another area of discomfort for people Mm -hmm. because again we're not used to really talking about ourselves in a way that makes us not feel like we're being boastful or yeah. bragging, right? And yeah. that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this great comedian, Brian Regan, and uh, years ago he did this routine and he was talking about the me monster, <laughs> you know, the person at the cocktail party, you know, who is like, oh, well, uh, I did this. Oh, I the one-upper? Right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, the one-upper. Right? So, you know, um, and, and, and in that, in his telling of it, he's Neil Armstrong and he just gets to stand there and go, well, I walked on the moon, you know, <laughs> really taught that. So that's not what this is about, but this is really about strategically telling your story. Right. And there's an article, um, it's, it's actually from a couple of years ago that was on Forbes mm-hmm. and we'll share that in the show notes too. Yeah. Again, it kind of just gives you a little framework for how you would tell these stories. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's helpful to anybody who's going down this path because the other part of Authentic leadership is certainly why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And, and I talk about the strategy side all the time. Maybe it's to incle- increase employee retention because you want to reduce the cost of hiring and training in your organization. Maybe it's encouraging some self-directed positive behaviors mm-hmm. that lead to favorable outcomes in the organization, that proactivity that a lot of business leaders are looking for. And authentic leadership could then inspire that authentic following when it's done well, mm-hmm. when it's specific and genuine. So story is such an important part of authentic leadership and even of a company, you know, every company has a story. And when you think about it, you know, science has shown us we are wired for story. Absolutely. When you go back to, you know, before there was even language, there were cave drawings and mm-hmm. we were wired for story. We mm-hmm. communicate in story. And I would say, you know, as a takeaway for me, for anyone on the individual or a takeaway from me, if there's anybody in the individual space that you're, you're struggling with authenticity or you're feeling like it's too boastful or you're you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. with sharing your successes and, and sharing your positive business strategies, think about the people that you really feel drawn to. Right. Think about the people that you're attracted to, whether that's authors, whether that's podcasters, whether that's people that. on social media, whether that's mentors or leaders that you've had in the past. Think about, you know, call to mind maybe two people that have really had an impact on you that have really stuck with you and think about why. Mm-hmm. I would bet you a large amount of money that I don't have to spare that there are 
stories that have made you feel drawn to them Mm -hmm. and stories for companies that you love. I love to buy from Thrive Cosmetics personally Mm -hmm. because they are a give one, get one company. Mm -hmm. Tom's was the first company that I ever encountered that had that as a business model. And Mm -hmm. I just remember being blown away. Now I actively seek out companies that do that because of the story. There's a company called Purpose Jewelry. They save women from the sex trafficking industry. Mm -hmm. They teach them the craft of making jewelry, and they employ them at this organization. There's a company called, I think it's Sudara Pajamas, and they take women from you know, some other place and they teach them this skill. Like there are companies that do this as a strategy and it's their story that draws me to them. It's their authentic story. So if you as a person are struggling with being authentic and stepping into that story and sharing it, you know, maybe it's protected by a lot of layers of that onion that's going to make you cry before you get to the soft center. Think about the people that have most impacted you in your life, the places, the companies, the organizations that you feel so strongly about. And think about their story and mm-hmm. let that be the first place that allows you to feel safe to share your own story. Let that be the model that lets you move forward into your own authenticity. I couldn't agree more. And I would also add to that because I, I love that as an instructive practice. That's your practice. If you were my client, that would right. be your practice before that. our next session would be to come back <laughs> with these people that you really feel strongly about and tell me why their story is important to you. And then um, her friend, Kelly, would also <laughs> encourage you to think about how this narrative is changing. Mm. I was recently um, on a show that I do out of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. right? And we were talking about the titans of business. Mm. And it occurred to me that in our love of stories, Mm -hmm. right, when we paint the picture Mm -hmm. of a successful business person in our mind, it's the titan, right? It's the person with all the power, who held on to it, who Uh says, I want that, and I'm going to take it for Uh me, and I'm going to hold on to it. And that, to me, is in complete juxtaposition with what every storytelling advocate would tell you Mm -hmm. as humans, authentic humans, we actually value the hero's journey. Yeah, we value we the David and Goliath story. We do. So if that's the case, and I think this backs up what you're saying also around making these decisions around what types of companies you buy for, I mm-hmm. do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? It's redefining that and detaching from a narrative that may no longer serve us yes. to say that the, the big behemoth that went out there and pursued profit, not not a bad thing. Profit's so, fine. So you have to have profit to be a business. But a We're company all for it. that's pursued profit and continues to pursue profit at the expense of people and the planet, yeah. that's the narrative that's changing. Mm-hmm. And the hero's journey in all of that is the company that finds a way to re- create real value, mm-hmm. you know, be helpful or improve the lives of people while also improving the planet or mm-hmm. restoring natural resources or not taking natural resources for it. And of course, earning profits or reasonable returns that they can reinvest into all of this good business that they do. Absolutely. Awesome. All righty. All right. So those are your practices on uh, the business level and the personal level. So before next week, make sure, (laughs) make sure you uh, dig into your own story. We'll be looking for your homework. We'll be looking for your homework. Uh, Submit your homework. Go to (laughs) doinggoodbusiness.com. Fill out our contact form. Yeah, we'd actually love to hear from you, Kelly. That's a great point. Share your story. Share your questions. Yeah. And we'd love to hear, you know, what's in the way of your own authenticity or your company's authenticity. We have a contact us form at doinggoodbusiness.com. We'd love to hear from you there if you'd like to share a little bit about your story. And don't forget to join us next week. We're going to have some amazing 
authentic <laughs> leaders on the show that are just more street cred about all this doing good business stuff and how it can show up in your company. So Love thanks it. for being here. Have a good week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we would love to hear from you. Send your comments, your questions, suggested topics to podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. If you'd like, visit our website of the same name, doinggoodbusiness.com. Remember, you can always rate and review us wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Feel free to share it. Until next time, we encourage you to take one small step toward doing good business.